Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Scout Fantasy Sports. It is Scout Fantasy Sports. See on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Adam Rona solo for the final hour, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Good time for the show. In case you're just joining, having listened for a little bit, and you're like, what the hell are we doing on here in the afternoon? We are now 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern weekdays. And, of course, you can check out the show on demand anytime you want. And you can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis, on the gram at aron 88 And you can catch all my work, scoutfantasysports.com. Special promo right now, Bats 50, gets you 50% off your first two months. As we are gathering a lot of information our fantasy baseball draft kit is out and already is piled up with a ton of good information. If you go to the homepage now, you can click on it. And you'll see everything that's there and what is about to come as well. In-depth team outlooks from Sean Childs. He's one of the best high-stakes players around. His latest look is at the Philadelphia Phillies. He's already completed the American League. And if you want a free sample before you join, you're like, well, let me see what they got. We have a... Free sample and preview of the Boston Red Sox and the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, all the American League teams are done. And now Sean is going through the National League East, Mets and Phillies, the latest teams that he takes a look at. And, of course, as the free agents are filled in, uh, he will update. In fact, he's already speculated and put a player on the White Sox. So you can take a look at that and uh, see who he has there. And again, as uh, the free agent sign, there will be changes, but a lot of good in-depth information, statistical breakdowns, and uh, rough estimate projections there. I take a look at a lot of free agents and where they are now. What does it mean for their fantasy value? A.J. Pollock, Nelson Cruz, Yasiel Puig, Sonny Gray, and a ton, ton more. Also, some player profiles. He's uh, who Sagiar, coming off a big year last year. First time we saw him get the full-time playing time, and he excelled. Can he do it again? So I break that down. You can check that out. I have a look at Jamison Tyon, uh, a player that has been through a lot, was the second overall pick in 2010, and really didn't live up to those lofty expectations until last year. Can he do it again? You can check that out. And I also have uh, the latest a look at Steven Strasburg, who seems to go very early in every draft, but he's only exceeded 150 innings one time in the last four years. But does it matter? Because we know the game has changed where we're not really expecting a lot of pitchers to throw a ton of innings anymore. And we've kind of adjusted and know that we can get by 18 pitchers through at least 200 innings last year. So uh, does that change the way we look at Steven Strasburg? You can get my thoughts uh, on ScoutFantasySports.com. We also have you covered for ScoutDFS.com. Uh, PGA, we got some good PGA stuff. Uh, you want to check that out. There's a free live stream uh, setting you up for uh, the PGA events each week. Of course, Dr. Rota does some stuff on the PGA as well. 
We got NBA, NHL, including optimizers and Slack chat leading up to lineup lock, which is especially important for the NBA where we always get a ton of last minute news and it really changes the roster construction. I mean, last night was a perfect example. I mean, look at the Grizzlies. Uh, I know when we were doing the show yesterday, you know, we didn't have any idea that Marcus Hall was going to be out. And obviously there's some rumors that he could be dealt and, uh, that just changed the the construction of the lineup, and Jermichael Green was out, so that opened up a, a lot of value. Ivan Rob, uh, Jaron Jackson, and uh, Holiday. So that's why you got to pay attention. We didn't have that news during the show yesterday, and uh, we got it uh, before lineup lock, and that just opened up a lot of value and changed the lineup construction. So I did use three Grizzlies yesterday on Yahoo because they were all pretty affordable, and uh, did cash. Uh, only only put in one lineup yesterday. Had some uh, things to do. So uh, I put in one lineup the night before. And then as the day went on, I'm like, oh, I'm just not going to have enough time to commit. And that's key, too. You got to know what your time commitment is. Because if you are not available that hour before lineup block, do not play the NBA, especially now. Because if you set a lineup at 2 in the afternoon or even now and you leave and you don't come back to check it, you're done. You are done. I mean, well, not done, but the likelihood of you cashing is very slim because there's a good chance maybe one of those players in your lineup isn't playing. But even if they all are, the thing is, is you lose out on that potential value. And it's very important because we want to try and get those studs in our lineup. And yesterday I was able to get in Russell Westbrook and Joel Embiid on Yahoo because of that grizzly value. So uh, that's what, why it's very important to, you know, use the optimizer because that helps. You know, as soon as that news breaks, you hit the optimizer and – that's why you always want to check out the optimal lineup. You don't have to use it. I mean, you could always throw it in if you have multiple entries. But that's that's what I use it for. It's like, okay, hit refresh, lineup news, who they tell me to play. And I might disagree with this sometimes. And you might disagree with it. You don't have to use it. But what it does is trigger your thoughts and say, okay, why is it giving me this? What am I missing? Do some research and then say, no, I don't, I don't agree with it. Exit out, do it again. So that's what you use it for. I I don't, you know, we want you guys to learn how to play, not just take what it gives you. It, to me, it just points out some players that it's high on in that model, and then you figure out whether you agree with it or not. So, again, uh, Hoops 50 gets you 50% off your first month, and VegasWhispers.com uh, for all your sports betting needs. I know they gave out some picks yesterday for uh, college basketball and the NHL. All right, let's take a look at some of the top stories now, and uh, – Obviously, the big trade yesterday, which happened overnight, that's Tobias Harris going to Philadelphia. And we're going to talk uh, more NBA trade de deadline coming up with Frank Stample in the next segment. And then in the final segment, I'll go over the NBA DFS slate, give my thoughts for tonight. But uh, Tobias Harris traded to Philadelphia, uh, Boban, Mark Monovic, as well as Mike Scott. And uh, they go to the Clippers and... Uh, I mean, to the Sixers, Wilson Chandler, Mike Muscala, Landry Shamit headed back to the Clippers and two future first round picks as well. So Tobias Harris has been really good this year. And I got to see this kid play in high school a little bit because he's from Long Island. And I had worked out at Newsday uh, and saw him a little bit. And, uh, you know, he was great in high school and he's been excellent as a pro. And especially this year, you know, he's had one of his best seasons this year. And he's been a real fantasy asset for those that drafted him. And especially on the Clippers, where he's had to do more. He has the ability to take a ton of shots and has a high usage. You know, yesterday, an example, 34 points, seven rebounds, five assists, six threes. And he had the game-winning 
runner to lead the Clippers over the Hornets. But now he's going to Philadelphia, and this is not good for his fantasy value because we already know that they have three players there that are still trying to figure out how to play with each other, and they've been better. But a lot of nights when they're all active, I don't really use them. Now, I did use Joel Embiid yesterday because I love the matchup, and he's still been putting up big numbers. But anytime Butler is out, you feel even better about him. So with Jimmy Butler and Ben Simmons there, uh, it's really difficult to see Tobias Harris really putting up big numbers. So in season-long leagues, this really hurts, and I don't think you'll be using him in DFS anytime soon until that salary comes way down or if there is one of the starters that are out of the lineup on a given night. So while it makes the Sixers a better team, it really hurts Tobias Harris from a season-long fantasy perspective and a DFS perspective until that price goes way down. For the Clippers, well there probably are going to be more moves to be made here. So we kind of have to wait and see. Remember, the trade deadline is tomorrow. Uh, obviously, Patrick Beverly gets a boost here. and He's already had a boost with Danilo Gallinari out. Now, it sounds like Gallinari could be back soon, uh, sometime in the next uh, game or two. But Beverly's been playing very well uh, without Gallinari. And now without Tobias, you know, he could continue to play a big role. And... You know, he's been pretty cheap in DFS, and I've actually used them several times, and he's crushed value. Uh, Shy Gilgius Alexander, you know, he could also benefit. You know, he's had a couple of good games recently. Lou Williams, obviously, has put up big numbers anyway coming off the bench, and, you know, this could help him. And uh, we'll see, though, if they make any other moves uh, at this point because – uh, this is a team that's clearly going for the future and rebuilding, styling up the draft, piling up the draft picks, and also potentially looking for two max contracts, whether it's Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard. So they're trying to do the same thing that the Knicks are doing, even though they are currently the eight seed right now. And uh, they know that they don't really have much of a shot. We saw another minor trade yesterday as uh, Reggie Bullock goes to the Lakers, so that's going to hurt his value because uh, he was uh, starting with Detroit and uh, playing pretty well, very inconsistent, more of a guy that can score and gets threes, but uh, we'll see if the Lakers make any moves. So a guy like Luke Kennard for Detroit could benefit a little bit, uh, and he's been very inconsistent as well, but he's a guy that can give you some points and threes. So he'll get a little bit of a boost. And uh, still waiting here on the, the Marc Gasol news. Uh, there's a good chance he can get traded to the Hornets. And it kind of seems like that definitely could happen. Uh, he didn't play yesterday and basically, you know, was kind of saying goodbye to his teammate. Didn't seem like that it was going to be, you know, his last game. So uh, that's the way Gasol feels right now. So it could be Gasol winding up in Charlotte. And obviously that would... Heard a guy like Cody Zeller, who just came back last night, and we'll see if he is involved in the deal at all. But obviously, that would hurt his value if a guy like Gasol goes there. So, um, the Pelicans and Lakers still not engaged in a serious way, reportedly, regarding Anthony Davis. So, uh, the Lakers' offer reportedly was or Alonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, Avika Zubak, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and two future first-round picks. And apparently the Pelicans wanted way more than that many picks. So got about 24 hours to go before that trade deadline. And that's the big trade that we're watching now to see if Anthony Davis does indeed leave. Um, so we'll, we'll 
keep you posted on that and break it down. We do have some news that Kyrie Irving's going to play tomorrow against the Lakers as he's been sitting out here and there. Marcus Morris will also play. So that hurts some of that value that we were looking at for the the Celtics because we always get some good value plays when uh, the stars are out for the Celtics. Uh, Some baseball news. We touched upon it a little bit in the previous segment, but I wanted to expand on it a little bit more as it sounds like the Royals are going to sign Brad Boxberger to a one-year deal. Reportedly, John Heyman said it'll be $2.2 million plus incentives. So now who's going to close for the Royals? My guess is it will be Boxberger because he has the closer experience. And whether you like it or not, a lot of managers tend to go towards that way because I thought last year when – the uh, Diamondbacks brought on Boxberger. I thought it would be either Hirano or Bradley. So, uh, you know, Boxberger's had some good years. He's had other years where he's had really a uh, hard time finding the strike zone. You know, he had that great year in 2015 with the Rays when he saved 41, but he had a walk rate of 4.57 per nine. And last year was a similar situation. He's also had a hard time staying healthy. You know, he had 53 in the third innings last year. And the first time he threw that many innings since 2015 when he threw 63 innings. So he got off to a nice start, but he finished with a 4.39 ERA, a 5.4 walks per nine. He did have the 12 Ks per nine, so that kind of helps. And he did collapse over over, over the uh, end of the season. And again, that could be because of his inability to stay healthy, the durability. And that is one of the concerns for him as he allowed 10 runs over his last nine and two-thirds innings last year. So that kind of inflated numbers a little bit. I mean, he only pitched 18 innings in the second half last year and had an ERA of seven. He allowed 14 runs over his last 18 innings. So you could see uh, not a good finish to the season. Definitely inflated his numbers a bit because for the most part, he was pretty much good every month. He had a bad June where he allowed uh, nine runs and eight of them earned over nine and a third innings. He was fine in July and August, and then he had the rough September where he allowed uh, eight earned runs in six and a third innings. So you could see the volatility there with him. But he's had a couple of big seasons before, and he does have that closer experience. So my guess is he does get the job. Now, Willie Peralta was the closer for the Royals towards the end of last season. He converted all 14 of his save opportunities. He had a 9.2K per nine. Did have a walk rate of six. So he was able to overcome that. And uh, an ERA that was uh, pretty good uh, in the threes. So, again, he's not your typical closer. Uh, We've seen him not pitch well as a starter. But he did find a a nice groove as the closer for them towards the end of last season. But I don't think he's as good as he showed. Uh, Again, the the walk rate's still high. And you could say, well, Boxberger's is too. But Boxberger has the ability to miss more bats than Peralta. And Peralta had a very high hard hit rate. So... I think this was just kind of a a small sample size here where he was able to have success. And if I'm going to go with uh, anyone, as I just mentioned uh, to Doc there, it would be with Boxberger. And again, I don't love him either, but we're not worried about that towards the end of a draft. We're trying to get someone who has the job and get saves. And as bad as the Royals look to be on paper, there's still going to be some save opportunities there. Now, maybe it's 25 to 30 and potentially more if they wind up playing some close games and get some wins. So uh, I would lean towards Boxberger as being the closer now. So if I was deep into a draft uh, and on the clock, I would 
uh, look to- towards Boxberger, especially the situation that Doc was just in, you know, round 26, round 27. I mean, how many potential closers are you getting in that spot? You're basically looking at someone who is a setup man that could get the job or you're speculating. So uh, that's what I would do. And uh, I just signed up for a uh, – a draft champions league a draft and hold on fantracks.com so it looks like uh that one's almost full i think there's four spots remaining 15 team league so i've already done a couple and at bc draft champions so i'll do another one maybe two more because then again the real drafts are right around the corner as i mentioned the great fantasy baseball invitational will be a slow draft on february 26th then i got tout wars march 5th and then of course uh home leagues uh, i got the gotham auction league that that is march 14th bunch of industry people in that and i uh, got my home league so time is running out on these draft champions leagues but if you haven't done one i recommend you do them now it's really good practice and you can win some money you know i've had some success cashing on some of them too obviously if you get a ton of injuries it's difficult but it really helps you learn the player pool when you're going 50 rounds deep it really helps out and if you need any of the information We'll help you out. ScoutFantasySport.com. Again, promo code BATS50 gets you 50% off your first two months. So jump in a draft now. When we return, I'll be joined by Frank Stanfield of FNTSY. We'll talk a little bit about the Invitational and NBA with all the trades looming. We'll break it down next here Scout Fantasy Sports. Nothing can come close to Michael Jordan's shoe empire. It's a success story like no other dude. Well, LeBron doesn't have a brand. That he, got right? Phil, he got to uninterrupted. That's going to be big. He's got that school. He's got Blaze Pizza. Blaze Pizza, one of the fastest going fans. Yeah, yeah. No, he's doing what Blaze yeah, Pizza yeah, to talk down LeBron James at 35 years old as a He's got a couple of hundred. As opposed to a 60-year-old Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan dudes made like billions of dollars. Good for Michael Jordan. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day, 10 an hour, one person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621 866-484-9621 That's 866-484-9621 DailyRoto.com Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Can I get a 
It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern again. Check me out, scoutfantasysports.com, as we get you set to dominate the fantasy baseball season. Our draft kit is out. Tons of articles for me. In-depth team outlooks from Sean Child. And you can ask your questions on the message boards and forums anytime. Use the promo code BATS50. Get 50% off your first two months. Join me now. It is Frank Stample. You can find him right here on FNTSY. Frank, what's up? Ronis, buddy, what's going on, man? Uh, chilling, man. Just, uh, you know, in between the preparation for fantasy baseball and uh, playing some NBA DFS. And, of course, uh, we got our season league uh, winding down. So it looks like both of us probably will be headed to the playoffs in that league. Well, you knew I was going to make it. I mean, there's no question wait, about that. Uh, wait, I'm in a much better position than you are right now. I just meant based on my history. I mean, we both make oh, it every single year. You know that. That is true, yeah. I mean, I haven't won the big game yet, but don't worry. I'm sure I will. Uh, Yeah, maybe. We'll see. I mean, it's it's interesting. Uh, it's all about getting in at this point. Uh, you just want to get in the playoffs, and then you just need to have two good weeks to win. Yeah, especially in head-to-head. All you got to do is make it. Your team can get hot at the right time. I mean, we say the same thing about football all the time. You just got to make it into the playoffs, and then – uh, all you need is, you know, a few things to break right for you and head to head. And, and then the next thing you know, uh, you're in the championship. Like last year, I know Greg made it to the championship. And, you know, when he was entering the playoffs, he didn't think his team was nearly good enough to make it that far. But uh, really, all you got to do is make it a little bit tougher with us right now because we have Anthony Davis and we don't really know what's going to happen. But it's a tough situation, man. Man, last year in that league, I was the one seed, and I got absolutely obliterated in the semifinals by the four seed. Like, I got smoked, and I, and I saw it coming in, and I'm like, this guy's team is hot, and I had no shot. Like, it was – I think it was over, like, in the middle of the week. I'm like, damn, I'm done. I mean, that is – that's terrible. Well, that's karma, you know. For all How's the it year, karma? For all the years that you won when your team was clearly not the best. Oh, it yeah. It all evens out. It's the law of averages. You know that, Ronis. Yeah, okay, sure. By the way, in basketball, what do you prefer, head-to-head or roto? So I'm actually playing in my first roto league this year in uh, NFBKC, which— How's uh, that going? I I, uh, would rather not talk about. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going very well. Um, Yeah, my first experience with roto hasn't been great. I, I don't know. I, I, I like I mean, it. I like the I, I like head-to-head categories. But, again, this is only my first year playing Roto, so, you know, I got to learn from my mistakes and stuff. You know what it is, though? And, I mean, I don't want to make excuses because everyone's playing under the same circumstances and they, everyone has injuries. But when you play NFBKC, the draft champions, uh, which is a, uh, it's a Roto, you play within a league and then you have the overall, it's just tough, man, because there's so many injuries in basketball. There's so much turnover in terms of, like, rotations changing throughout the season. Uh, like, there are players you would have never thought of before the season to draft that, you know, pop up on the waiver wires and get added into rotations. And there's so many trades that are made in, in, in the NBA season. So, you know, maybe um, if you're going to play a Roto League, I think it's probably better off to, to play in one where there are waiver wire pickups rather than doing the draft champions format. That, that's been my one big takeaway. Oh, so you didn't do... One within season moves, you just did a draft champion. Yeah, exactly. So I think oh, it's, yeah. Dude. you start ten, uh, 12 players. I think it's four guards, four forwards, two centers, and two utilities, right? Something like that. Um, and then I think there's, in the draft champions, it's 20 bench spots. So, you know, I mean, if you get screwed over with injuries or whatever, it's like, you know, there's no waiver wire ads. So, yeah, I would just say if you're going to play Roto season long for basketball, you got to play in a league where you have waiver wire ads. Yeah, that's usually what I do there. I didn't do it this year, but I did it the last two years. I won it one year. Last year was 
rough because I had cousins. So I was like near the top, you know, the top three, top four. And once I lost cousins, oh my God, the team just plummeted because he did so much. So uh, yeah, it is better definitely with waiver wire moves for sure. Draft champions, I, I'd never done a draft champions for NBA. I don't think that's a sport you really want to do draft champions for. Yeah, I learned that. I learned that the hard way, Ronis, <laughs> uh, because you know we took like Kevin Love in the second round. I have a co-owner too, so it's like we kind of traded off one pick for one pick. It, it just didn't work out very well. Uh, talking to Frank Stample of FNTSY and uh, great fantasy baseball invitational leagues were revealed yesterday. League One is the Champions League, so anyone who won a championship last year. These are 15-team leagues, and I believe there were 15 leagues last year. So all the people who won a league are in League One this year called the Champions League. And Frank, I don't know how, but somehow you are in this league, as am I. Ronis, you got to put some respect on my name. <laughs> it's about time. It's about it's time. About, you know wait, I, I have deserve you on, to be here, Ronis. Wait, Frank, before you go further, the fact that I have you on this show is a sign of respect, I right? Do. I, I deem you worthy it. enough to dispel your information and have me listen and comment on it. Isn't that a sign of respect? Yeah, but every time you bring me on, you say that I suck at fantasy baseball. I never said you suck. Can we go? You want to rewind your producer? Find the tape where I said you sucked. You, you come at me. If you come at me because you did one time, then I have to go back to previous results. And uh, I think you know who's won the GST in football the last two years. Yeah, but I also think you know who finished higher than you in the overall last year in the great fantasy baseball invitational. Uh, you did. How would you do in the GST baseball league? Well, you know, that's because I have Greg Sussman as a Oh, so he's, ta- he's bringing you down <laughs> is what you say. But Greg's also your partner in basketball in my league. I know. And that's so why what are you ha- saying? That's why he's better at basketball and baseball sucks. he's bringing you down? That's why half the team sucks. <laughs> Look at you. Man, you've really become a trash talker lately, huh? You got a lot to say. So what do you think about this league? Do you think this is a good idea to put all the champions together in one league? Uh, yeah, I think it's a pretty cool idea, right? Like... Everyone from last year who won their respective, you know, 15-team uh, Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational League is now together. So, I mean, look, it's, it's definitely a tough crowd. I know, obviously, you're in it. I know Clay Link is in it, who, you know, won the, uh, won the overall last year. I know that he's a, he's a very good player as well. There's James Anderson. I mean, there's, there's a lot of really good players in here. So, um, maybe they should have been spread out. But, I mean, I don't really have a problem with it. It's, it's a pretty cool idea. It's called the Champions League, so it makes sense. Yeah, so do you feel pressure to back up what you did last year? There's no pressure, Ronis. No? Okay. I, I'm going to do fine. <laughs> I, have, I have the yeah. utmost confidence. All right, well, look, it should be a fun league, and it kicks off February 26th. We will be doing a slow draft, and uh, we'll keep you guys posted of uh, what goes on and discuss, discuss the draft results as they come out. But uh, primarily, we want to talk NBA, and uh, let's kick it off with the trade that went down overnight. I'm usually up that late, but I must have went to sleep right before the trade hit and woke up and saw it. So Tobias Harris going to Philadelphia, I think we obviously know it hurts his fantasy value. Maybe you disagree. I think it really hurts his fantasy value. But what do you think about the Sixers getting Tobias Harris, number one, for his fantasy value? And does this make the Sixers the favorite, or are they still slightly behind? Yeah, I woke up to this trade as well this morning, Ronis, and my first thought was, yeah, I think you see a down arrow for – pretty much everybody on the 76ers. I still trust Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons probably the most just because they've been on that team. It's like they're the leaders of that team. Embiid is not shy. Like He's going to take as many shots as he wants to. And Ben Simmons, he's really a guy that could get a lot of fantasy value without the ball in his hands a lot as well. Like He doesn't need to score a lot, you know what I'm saying? He could get 
Uh, he get assists and he get rebounds and he get his fantasy value that way. And he, you know, he adds uh, defensive statistics because how big he is playing the point guard position. But yeah, I do see uh, a big downward arrow next to Tobias Harris and specifically Jimmy Butler. I own Jimmy Butler in a few leagues, and it's just been a mess all season long. I figured he would get traded this year, but once it was to the 76ers, I mean, it's just hard for him to fit in there. Like, And now you're adding a guy with, like Tobias Harris who, you know, was taking over uh, 20 uh, – was taking, you know, 15, 16 shots a game with the Clippers. So I, I don't think he's going to get that many field goal attempts uh, again. I mean – you know, he was uh, he was scoring 21 points per game with the Clippers. To me, the way that he fits in is probably a spot-up shooter, right? I think they needed more shooting. It, it fortifies their starting lineup more. Uh, they, they become a little bit thin in terms of their depth on the bench, but he's just there's, there's no way, in my opinion, he's going to get that many shots anymore. Uh, he's really just there to help with his outside shooting because we know Ben Simmons isn't shooting from the outside. Jimmy Butler's not the best. They had Redick. Uh, I think... From a real-life NBA perspective, it makes sense for them. I do think that they are the class of the Eastern Conference as of now. Uh, I, I think that the the Raptors, uh, this might push them to want to make a move. I know there was some rumored stuff yesterday with Kyle Lowry. I still do like the Bucks a lot. To me, it's the Bucks and the 76ers above all else in the Eastern Conference right now. I'm a little worried about Kyle Lowry in this back. You know, he said it's been bothering him for a while. You could see his shooting numbers now. And I love Lowry as a player. Uh, but this is a concern. I mean, I know in the playoffs they have the days off, so that could help, but he's clearly not right. And this happens, I mean, you know, normally this happens in the second half of every season. You know, um, if you play DFS or if you play season long over the past couple of years, you've noticed that there's always kind of, uh, you know, a trail-off effect when it comes to Kyle Lowry. The second half of seasons, he kind of winds down. The field goal percentage drops. Uh, he doesn't play as well in the playoffs. I know last year... He, you know, tried a new diet and was trying to, like, get into better shape. But ultimately, it's every single year, it's, you know, he's got these knick-knack injuries. Um, it affects his performance in the second half of seasons. For whatever reason, he, he just can't last that, that long um, in the regular season. And now it's starting even earlier, you know. I mean, we haven't even hit the All-Star break yet, and he's been dealing with all these injuries. He's been in and out of the lineup. Um, he's, you know, he's been the subject of trade talks. I know... Um, the Raptors were trying to get Mike Conley, and they were trying to get Marcus Sol from the Grizzlies. I know the Grizzlies are trying to make a lot of moves as well, but yeah, I hear what you're saying, man. Um, I, I'm worried about Kyle Lowry as well, uh, based on what we've seen in the past with him, um, and then you know this year. I mean, he's not even making it to the All Star break, and he's already hurt, Rose. You said can't last that long. I hope your girlfriend doesn't describe you in that fashion. <laughs> <laughs> you see, and you say I'm the one who talks smack, huh, Ronis? That's not talking smack. <laughs> I did. I said I just hope that she doesn't use those terms to describe you. That's all. Come on, Ronis. Do you think she would become my fiance if that was the case? Uh, yeah, it's possible. Sometimes people feel pressure, and they said, "You know what? This might be as good as it gets. Fine, I'll do it." <laughs> congrats <laughs> That's on that, up, though. Man. I, I, congrats on that. Even how? Wait, you're you're young, man. We've had this discussion. Apparently, yeah, we have. at least we have that stuff. Obviously, flew way over your head. Whatever, you have to make what you think is the best decision for you. But at least you were listening fantasy-wise because uh, you've done some good things. And uh, you know, winning that Invitational League last year, that's a good sign. So at least you learned something. Ronis, you'll know when you find the one. I have faith in you. <laughs> All right. Uh, Clippers, who benefits here or who benefits right now? We know that there could be more moves. They could make another trade. So who benefits with Tobias Harris leaving? 
Yeah, I think this is a tough question, actually, because, you know, looking down their depth chart, there's no one that really stands out to me. I, I, I could... I would imagine a guy like Montrez Harrell, maybe he sees more usage now. He'll get some more shot attempts. Uh, Lou Williams, you know, he's a guy who comes off the bench and has a high usage rate. He's not shy about taking shots and, and getting other people involved, and he plays with the ball in his hands. So uh, those two automatically came to mind. They're already on the roster. See what happens with Gallinari. I know you own him in the league that we play together. Um, you know, he's been out a while now, but that's – that's par for the course when it comes to, to Gallo. You know he's going to get hurt every single year. When he gets back, he probably sees um, an increase in his usage rate and his, uh, his field goal attempts. But, you know, the, the rookie, Shai Gildas-Alexander, I think he's another one. He's been playing better as of late as well. Um, you know, he's really he's not as shy anymore. He's starting to take more shots. He's starting to get more involved. So I think Shai Gildas-Alexander... Uh, one of the guys that they brought back from the trade was Landry Shamet, who has played well at times uh, in small sample sizes this year for the Philadelphia 76ers. Now comes over in the trade of uh, the Tobias Harris trade. He comes over to the Clippers. Uh, obviously, they liked him enough to trade for him. I, I think that they're trying to stockpile some young assets, and uh, he fits that mold. So I think he will get more consistent playing time with the Clippers now than he was with the 76ers. But there's really no new player on the Clippers roster that I think is like a must-add by any means for fantasy. I just think Gildas Alexander sees an uptick, and most likely Lou Williams and Montres Harrell as well. Joined by Frank Stample of FNTSY. Obviously, we're waiting on the Anthony Davis news to see if he's traded. He is available to play, but he will not. They will sit him out tonight. Not a surprise. They don't want him to get hurt, which is obviously a common occurrence anytime he takes the court. But you saw the Lakers last night get hammered, and they have some young players here. So how worried would you be about the Lakers? Say this trade doesn't come through. you got to think that this is affecting these young guys mentally. I mean, they were chanting, uh, LeBron's going to trade you to Brandon Ingram when he's at the free throw line. So would you be worried about a lot of these Lakers players if they somehow finish this season on this team and the trade doesn't happen? Yeah, I think it's a good question. Last night was an absolute mess. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Luke Walton doesn't make it through the rest of the season. Um, yeah, man, it's a lot of pressure on these guys. I mean, being able to play with LeBron James, you know that there's there's a, there's a high expectation there. Um, and the Western Conference is no cakewalk, man. It's, uh, it, it's tough uh, to get it done in the Western Conference. As of now, the Lakers aren't even in the playoffs. If the season ended today, they're 27-27. and 27. They're two and a half games behind the L.A. Clippers. So I highly doubt the Lakers won't be in the playoffs just because they have LeBron James and he hasn't been healthy, so he's getting back. Um, but I do think uh, if, they, if they don't make a trade, LeBron will find a way to, to get these guys involved. I don't think he really has any other choice. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a mess right now in L.A. And, and for some of the offers that we've seen being sent New Orleans' way, I'm pretty surprised that they haven't taken any of them. I, I know they want to get to the summer and they want to get the Celtics involved, but uh, with, with all the comments coming out from Anthony Davis's dad about him not wanting uh, his son to play for the Celtics, uh, it seems very risky uh, that they would, you know, the Celtics would try and trade for Anthony Davis if he's not willing to sign a long-term deal there. The latest offer I saw from the Lakers before they ultimately backed out included like Josh Hart and Lonzo Ball and. Kyle Kuzma, and Brandon Ingram. I mean, those are some really – that's a lot of young, solid talent. I'm very surprised that the Pelicans haven't pulled the trigger on that one, Ronas. 
Yeah, it definitely seems live. And you got to always wonder who's leaking this information, the agent, PR. So that that's a lot of things that go into it. But we'll, we'll have a better idea tomorrow. The other thing I wanted to ask you is, I mean, we've we, we seen it every year, but no DeMar DeRozan, no LaMarcus Aldridge tonight. We saw Kyrie Irving sitting out games. I mean, they say he's hurt, but I mean, what's your opinion? Ka- Kawhi Leonard sitting out a lot of games. I mean, this is not great for the NBA, and it continues. Yeah, to me, it's an embarrassing and and and, and uh, I specifically wor- uh, worried about Kawhi Leonard and Kyrie Irving because those are teams that are trying to appeal to those players to sign them in the off season. So is this part of their tactic to to try and interest those players in coming back? I I, I don't know why the Spurs would do it outside of you know Popovich has always done this. He's always rested his players and given his veterans nights off, uh, so on and so forth with that, but. You know, are the are the Raptors trying to appeal more to Kawhi Leonard um, in in order to to get him to re-sign there by giving him these rest days? Like, hey, if you re-sign with the Raptors, we'll only play you sixty games a season. Or fit, like, are the are are the Celtics trying to do the same thing with Kyrie Irving? It's it's really baffling to me. It's terrible for the NBA. I mean, for the fans that want to go and see these star players play. For people who play in season long, I drafted Kawhi Leonard in a league where it's it's weekly lineup set, so it's just a mess. Every single week, there's one or two games where he's not playing. It's it's messed up right now, man. Like, what do you think about that? You, you think they're trying to like appeal to them to, to get them to yeah, resign? Yeah, I agree with you, especially with Kawhi. With Irving, they're sitting him games they know they can win. Yeah. I mean, they're, they still have a shot at the one seat. Probably unlikely, but they're sitting him games they know they can win. So, Frank, always good talking to you. We'll talk again and hopefully uh, recap uh, all the wild moves, if any, at the NBA trade le- deadline. So, thanks for joining. Appreciate it, Ronis. All right, when we come back, we'll wrap it up. I'll preview the night in NBA DFS, Scout Fantasy Sports on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. Reason number 12 why you should own a Thermospas hot tub? They require no attachment to your home's plumbing. Thanks to the Thermospas unique built-in thermofiltration system that filters the water an incredible 144 times a day, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Call to receive your free DVD videos and brochure and find out how you can own a Thermospas hot tub for only a few dollars a day. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon, including free delivery, free chemicals, and a cash discount. And with models starting at $4,995, there will never be a better time to own a Thermospas hot tub. So call now and ask about this limited-time offer. Call Thermospas today at 800-625-4922 for your free DVD videos and brochure that's 800-625-4922 thermospas hot tubs designed to improve your life call 800-625-4922 today to take advantage of zero percent apr financing fantasy Frank has actually been very much on pitching early this year. He's more on it than I remember you being the last couple of years saying, I got to get a pitcher, I got to get a pitcher, I got to get a pitcher. There are less and less starting pitchers going 200 innings pitched every single season. Those anchors, those workhorse starting pitchers, those guys who are going to give you innings, give you really good innings too. They're few and far between. I think the cutoff for me is really Verlander. I want to have one of those top seven, eight starting pitchers. 
Weekdays, noon Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Find all my work, scoutfantasysports.com. We got the Fantasy Baseball Draft Kit. It's launched, and it's been there for a few weeks, but obviously it's being populated with a ton of great content right now. Uh, my latest is a look at Steven Strasburg. Can you trust this guy this year? Should you be taking him in the top 15? You can read my thoughts on that. Also have a look at Jamison Tyon, Jesus Aguilar, as well as a lot of free agents that have changed teams. What does it mean for their fantasy value? Yasiel Puig, Nelson Cruz, Daniel Murphy, and a ton more. Uh, you can also get in-depth team outlooks from Sean Childs. He, his latest is a look at the Philadelphia Phillies and the New York Mets. He's finished all the American League teams. Use the promo code BATS50. Get 50% off your first month. And, of course, ScoutDFS.com. We get some excellent PGA coverage, including videos. Uh, Dr. Arta will have his picks and cheat sheet out as well nba dfs nhl dfs and i don't play nhl but i see these guys have been winning a lot of money so go over there scoutdfs.com got optimizers and slack chat all the tools necessary to help you win money that's the goal make you a better player make you win money we want to increase that bankroll for you guys and we're going to help you do that by going over the slate tonight in nba dfs so again i will repeat because maybe you haven't heard this before, but this is just the preliminary outlook. We still have four hours, well, less than four hours to line up lock, because tonight we have until 7.30 p.m. Eastern. So there's still some news that we don't know, and there will also be news that we didn't expect happen, and that changes your roster build. I mean, yesterday it happened. It was around, I don't know, in the last hour before lineup lock, we had a ton of news on the Grizzlies with Marcus Soldier, Michael Green out, and that opened up a ton of value. So just keep that in mind. Don't be listening to this saying, okay, I got my picks, my lineup's good. No. <laughs> I never even set my lineup until I start working on it maybe 5.30, like about an hour, hour and a half before lineup lock. Now I have my preliminary idea, especially of the guys that I'm going to go over today, and I I locked up, a, especially if you know that these tournaments that sell out quickly, you know, I'll put in a, a shell of a lineup the night before. So, you know, I did that on Yahoo because uh, it's been selling out a little quickly. So uh, I'll just put in a preliminary lineup. But obviously, I don't do the final moves until about an hour, hour and a half before lineup block because just too much changes. So you never want to invest too much time in putting the lineups early because the build's going to change later in the afternoon. Nuggets at the Nets, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, first game of the night. The Nuggets favored by 2.5. Vegas total is 224. Gary Harris has been ruled out for Denver. And this is the big news that we're waiting for here. And fortunately, it's the first game. So we should have it before lineup lock, even on sites with no late swap. Jamal Murray is questionable. Paul Millsop is questionable. And we have seen when Jamal Murray is out, uh, we have seen Monty Morris just tear it up. I've pretty much been playing him every day. Now, the price has gone up, but good matchup here. His last four games, Morris has averaged 38 minutes. So if Jamal Murray is out, that's absolutely going to have help Monty Morris. Now, again, the price has gone up 64 on Vandal, 61 on DK, but I'll still play him. Uh, as of right now, I definitely think I will have some exposure to him for sure. If Paul Millsap's out, Mason Plumlee. I played him the last game, and he was actually lower owned than I thought on Yahoo, and he really came through. He played 33 minutes in that start on Monday. So, obviously, 
he'll get another uh, big spot. And uh, Trey Lyles at a cheaper price in tournaments, not in cash, especially on DK at 3700 4500 on FanDuel. So he would be in play as well. So it really depends. It sounds like Murray might play from the last that I saw. Uh, Malik Beasley obviously has been getting a boost with those guys out. But if uh, Murray plays, I definitely don't want to use Beasley. And I don't know. I'm, I don't think I'm going to be looking at Beasley tonight as of right now. He's 57 on DK, 5,100 on FanDuel. Very reliant on scoring and three-pointers made. So obviously the bonus on DraftKings is a positive there. But and Jokic is always viable. I know we talked about him in the first hour, and he's coming off a disappointing game. But he only played 26 minutes in that game. And we know the Nets are terrible against big men. I feel like we say it every night. Play our centers against the Nets. So Jokic, 10-6 on DK, 10-8 on Fandle. So he's certainly in consideration. For the Nets, uh, it sounds like Alan Crabb's going to play. He's probable. Joe Harris is probable as well. And it's amazing because I've always said I like the Nets, and I like watching them play. They're very competitive. I, don't, I haven't been using many Nets lately. I had Damari Carroll. He was cheap for a run. Kuroks was going through a nice stretch. Uh, Jared Allen I've played occasionally. But really, D'Angelo Russell is the only guy I've been using. I mean, I did use him last time out against Milwaukee in one of my lineups in a tournament because he's always low-owned, and uh, that game he did not come through as they got blown out. So, again, once uh, Russell will probably be the only guy I consider, and I don't know if he's going to find his way into my lineups tonight. He's 81 on DK, 8,300 on Fandle, but you usually get low ownership, especially with him priced up. And if some value opens up, uh, you could definitely take a look at him. Uh, for tonight's slate. Uh, but, yeah, no one else on the Nets. Uh, Napier's price has gone up a little bit. Uh, he's 5,300 on DK. So really not loving much else there on the Nets for tonight. The Wizards are at the Bucks. Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern start. Blowout is the concern here. Bucks are favored by 11. The Vegas total is 230. And, of course, uh, you know, should be a high-paced game here. It's really difficult for me to play anyone on the Wizards uh, at this point. In this matchup here, it's just uh, it's a tough matchup. Now, they will get uh, a lot of minutes, you got to think. Uh, Beal's price is up, 86 on DK, 9 on FanDuel. You know, Ariza's played well. Porter moving into the starting lineup, too, recently. He's 58 on DK, 6,900 on FanDuel. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not really loving anyone here. Maybe, maybe Porter, but... Uh, really not high in anyone on the Wizards side of the game. For the Bucks, of course, uh, Giannis is always in play. 11-4 in DK, 11-9 on FanDuel. And what we're worried about here is the blowout potential. And, you know, I think sometimes we do overrate that. And I've kind of been more open to playing these teams with a high uh, favorite and it's still a good matchup, though, because the Wizards are just not good defensively. So the Bucks do have uh, the second-highest implied total on the slate of 120.5. Uh, so even if their starters don't play as much many minutes, he could get there. Uh, but I'm probably not looking at too many guys. Bledsoe has been playing very well lately. You know, Bledsoe's a guy I like and just was looking at his, his game logs. I'm like, he's just not doing enough. But he has been playing very well. And... Uh, the Wizards have struggled against guards, so uh, if Bledsoe could get to 33, 34 minutes, I think he could have a good game here, and I I doubt he's highly owned here, so uh, I would consider him. 68 on DK, 75 on Fandle, uh, and that's uh, pretty much it uh, on this side. I'm just a little bit worried there about the blowout, but again, 
you can't can't overrate it too much. Uh, Pelicans are at the Bulls. Uh, this game's 8 p.m. Eastern. Bulls are favored by one. <laughs> we haven't seen that in a while. I don't think they've been terrible. Uh, Vegas totals 227 uh, for the Pelicans. Anthony Davis. He's healthy. He's good to go. They will hold him out. Obviously, with the trade rumors, uh, they can't risk him getting hurt. Alfred Payton is out. Etwan Moore is out. Nikola Miritich is doubtful. Usually when guys are listed as doubtful, they don't play. We did see LeBron last week listed as doubtful, and he did play. Julius Randle is questionable, so that is a big one to watch because if Randle plays, you know he's going to see a high usage rate uh, with everything that is uh, in play. And his price did drop on DK to 77, 8,500 on Fandle. Pretty much everyone else, though, on the Pelicans, I mean, they're in play right now. Uh, A lot of these guys have played very well for the most part. Uh, I mean, Fred Jackson and Tim Frazier have kind of nullified each other. I did play Fred Jackson the other night. It wasn't great. Uh, Drew Holiday has obviously been very good. Uh, the price has gone up, 9 on DK, 94 on Fanduel. I, I thought it would be a little bit better, but it is a good mat- matchup here. And I don't think he'll be as highly owned with the price gone up and uh, the production has been good lately, but not maybe what we expect. I think we might have expected more. Jalil Okafor, I mean, again, this goes back to the conversation we had with Frank. Stanfield in the previous segment, I mean, Jaleel Okafor before the year, I mean, we, who would have thought this? Who would have thought here in February that Jaleel Okafor would be 73 on DK and 7,800 on Fandle, but he's still in play. It's a really good matchup here, and well, I think if Randall's out, uh, it, again, the price is pretty expensive, but he's been getting the job done, he's going to play the minutes, and the Bulls are terrible against centers and terrible on the boards. So Okafor is absolutely in play. Kenrich Williams. I uh, had a conversation on Twitter a uh, couple times recently with Ricky Sanders and uh, Benny Riccardi, and we were both like, why is this guy so owned, uh, low owned? He's been cheap and playing big minutes. I think in the last uh, tournament that I was in, uh, two different sites, 19% and 21%. I'm playing Kenrick Williams if Randall is out. Uh, and his price has gone up a little bit, but still, 5 on DK, 5,400 on Fandle. He's going to play a ton of minutes and a great matchup. Uh, Frank, Fred ja- Frank Jackson... Uh, you can, I think you can use. Don't love him, but if he fits in, maybe as your final piece, 37 on FanDuel, especially on a site like FanDuel because you drop your lowest score. So you put him in at 3,700, and if he doesn't have a great game, so what? But at least you're paying a cheap price for someone who's going to play a good amount of minutes in a great matchup, and that's how you have to approach there. So certainly like him uh, better on that site. Uh, Darius Miller's okay, 4,800 on DK, 48 on FanDuel. Again, more reliant on scoring. Uh not a target of mine, but I'm okay with it. For the Bulls, obviously they've been playing terrible. But there are some good plays here. Uh, Laurie Markkinen, oh, I've been using quite a bit recently. He's been playing well, shooting some threes. He can rebound. Uh, his last four games, he's been excellent. Uh, I like him a lot. 69 on DK, where you get the three-point bonus. 78 on FanDuel. So I'll be looking to get him in my lineups tonight. Uh, again, the one thing with the Bulls is just the inconsistency. But it is a really good matchup here. This should be a high-paced game. Uh, Chris Dunn, 64 and DK, 66 on FanDuel. He's certainly in play. And Zach Levine, uh, a really good matchup here tonight. Uh, and I, I think he has to be in consideration. He's 66 on DK, 73 on FanDuel. Uh, Bobby Portis, uh, I like him better when he starts. Uh, again, it's a really good matchup, but I, I don't know if we'll see enough minutes. I mean, he has had a couple of recent games where he's exploded. 59 on DK, 6,800 on Fandle. I think you can consider him in tournaments uh, tonight. 
Charlotte is at Dallas, uh, and in this game, it is a 215 Vegas total. Dallas favored by five and a half. For the Hornets, and I know I talked about it yesterday, I really don't use many players outside of Kemba Walker. Walker went off yesterday. So it is a back-to-back, and uh, this game's on the road. So that's the problem, and Kemba is expensive. 93 on Fandle, 8,800 on DK. So I hope he does well because I have him in my season only, but I don't see me putting him into my DFS lineups tonight. And... uh, Cody Zeller came back yesterday and was pretty good. He's cheap on DK at 4,300, but I, I don't know if he'll have a minutes limit. So that's something to keep in mind in the pregame to see if the coaches say anything about a potential minutes limit for Cody Zeller. For the Mavericks, obviously, this team will look different now here as uh, the trade to the Knicks uh, of Porzingis and Tim Hardaway and uh, Trey Burke as they look to be making their debut tonight Uh and they might assimilate those guys in slowly. So I think it's kind of risky to play them. I mean, Tim Hardaway is 4,900 on DK. We'll see if he starts. Uh, Luka Doncic, obviously, in play. He is very expensive, though. 95 on DK, 9,700 on FanDuel. Uh, but he's been playing very well. He would be the only guy I consider. But I don't think I'm going to go there tonight because of the price, unless some major value opens up later. Uh, and Maxi Kleber, uh, I think you could use him in a GPP, especially on DK at 4,300. We'll see if he does uh, get the starting nod tonight. Phoenix is at Utah, and uh, it's a 9 p.m. start. Utah's favored by 14. Vegas totals 220. Devin Booker has been ruled out. So he hurt that hamstring again the other night. TJ Warren is still out. So, yeah, there'll be value here, but, man, this is a, a tough matchup. So, you got to worry about the starters playing big minutes here. Uh, Mikal Bridges, I've been using in tournaments lately. He wasn't good his last time out. Uh, used him on Yahoo. He's 46 on DK, 5,400 on FanDuel. Uh, and he's playing big minutes. So, you know, even in a blowout, he could play a lot of times. So you could look at him. Josh Jackson's been playing better lately. Uh, 55 on DK, 64 on FanDuel. And maybe Kelly Oubre gets into the starting lineup. He's been coming off the bench and playing pretty well. Uh, he's... 58 on DK, 68 on Fandle. So I might play one or two Suns, but I don't want to pile them up because this is a game where they could uh, be out of it pretty early here because uh, the Jazz have been playing better. You know, they're 7-3 uh, and three, uh, over the last 10. So I-, I think you're looking at the Jazz in tournaments. I don't think you would use them in cash. They'll probably be low-owned too because uh, it- it's looking like a blowout. So it's a ma- great matchups across the board. It's just a matter of, you know, do you want to take the risk that, you know, it is, uh, you know, 25 minutes. And uh, it looks like, too, that uh, with Booker being out, uh, the line has risen. It's now 15.5 for Utah. 217.5 is the over-under. So definitely the blowout risk there because, again, I like a lot of the Jazz. Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, but you got to worry about the blowout risk. Houston is at Sacramento tonight. Uh, and it is a Vegas total of 236. Rockets favored by three. Eric Gordon is questionable, so that's something you have to look at. Chris Paul, 33 minutes the last game on Monday night, so I feel good about playing him because the price still hasn't gone up too much. 71 on DK, 76 on FanDuel. He's 28 on Yahoo. I'll be looking at him. James Harden, always in play, is expensive on FanDuel. 14, 12, 6 on DK, 64 on Yahoo. Kenneth Fareed, I think he's in play as well. I know the price has gone up, but he's played very well. 7 on DK, 8 on FanDuel. For the Kings, take a look at Marvin Bagley. Even though he's not starting, 
He's been playing about 28 minutes lately. I'd love to see him get more playing time, but uh, he's been really good. And uh, I, I like Bagley tonight. Uh, he is 5'8 on DK, 68 on FanDuel. Uh, Buddy Heald is not a bad play either. 6,700 on both sides. Is, uh, that should be a fun game. And the final game of the night, Spurs are at the Warriors. And we mentioned before, no Lamarcus Aldridge, no DeMar DeRozan, and no Derek White. So that's going to open up value on the Spurs side. Marco Bellinelli sees a big boost. He's 4 in DK, 4,300 on FanDuel. Uh, Jacob Poletti is 3-2 on DK, 3-5 on FanDuel. I like Davis Bertans tonight, 41 on DK, 43 on FanDuel. Uh, and maybe Bryn Forbes and Patty Mills as well. For the Warriors, uh, again, you got to worry about the potential blowout here. And when they're all healthy, I really haven't used those guys this year. So it's a big spread. No Aldridge, no DeRozan. I expect this game to probably blow out pretty quickly. So right now, uh, really not looking at any Warriors because the price is uh, pretty high. I mean, relatively, I mean, Durant's usually a guy over 10, and he's in the nines. But with DeMarcus Cousins there, uh, we don't see as many prolific numbers. So... Still some news we're waiting on here. Should be an interesting slate. We do have some good value with the Spurs, possibly some on Denver. So just pay attention leading up to lineup lock. And also breaking, it looks like Miami's near a deal to send Tyler Johnson to the Suns. So we'll see what it is and what comes back in discussion tomorrow. That wraps it up here. You can check me out, scoutfantasysports.com. Bats 50. Use that promo code 50% off your first two months because we're getting you set to dominate fantasy baseball. I'll be back Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern with Dr. Otto here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.